Alrighty. What is going on, everybody? It's Hi, friends. Sunday. So you know what that means. Podcast day. Podcast day. Podcast day. Podcast day. Uh, yeah. Been a been a just over a week since our little friendly Friday episode. That's exactly right. Hopefully. Been in been in Dallas all weekend. How was that? Uh, a lot of alcohol. <laughs> Can imagine. But it was good. Can't imagine. Dude, so they have a mask mandate in Dallas. And uh, so obviously everywhere you go, people are wearing masks. And I come home, stop at a gas station on my way home to pick up some beer. And I walk in and literally no one is wearing a mask. I'm like, oh, Jesus. this feels weird, dude. This, this feels wrong. I feel like I just stepped in the twilight zone or something. Hmm. But think i stayed rona free that's good didn't go to any bars or anything so oh good Good, i'm back good 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 old omiha omiha sir sir how's new jersey treating you same old same old still pretty shit still still rona rampant uh yeah um i mean masks are mandatory i think most people wear them whenever they're going places I think the beach is just kind of like the wild west though but i think you know it, it dies on impact with with uav light or uav <laughs> uav uv light so throwing um, a little radar in there and yeah, uh <laughs> nah, with sunlight so i mean as long as you're socially distancing and wearing your mask when you go inside uh places and stuff you should we should be good but i think we're still pretty high on the on the list of cases i haven't Looked at numbers recently, just because it's depressing. But uh, yeah, dude, it's I I still don't understand how it's so bipartisan. I just have a hard time understanding how that is a thing. I don't get it, man. I I do not. I do not get it. Let me look up this uh, video you sent me on YouTube here. Oh yeah, that's the one where the guys are talking about a uh, Joe Rogan, and it's like I'll just. You can play it, and then yeah, I watched it the other day, and I was literally like, "Get the fuck off my computer!" I'm I don't even want to listen to you. This is so dumb. All right, double toasted. Scrolling, 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 scrolling. There we go, right there. All right, guys. You could learn jujitsu. Right. You thinking like I might be able to open my own school one day, yeah. or you could just be playing video games. Yeah, you can do anything. That's like- Open-ended. Now, I'm not going to go off with some rant because I'm not going to have him beat my ass when he gets to Texas. No. (laughs) So recently, Joe Rogan talked about video games on his podcast. He said video games are a complete waste of time, which got the gamers upset at him. Considering how many of them are probably his audience. This is from Out of Context DT, by the way. Uh, Considering how many of those are probably... His audience, this was probably a bad idea. Anyway, want to know what you think. They can see how you guys right. frequently play games. I'd imagine uh, he does not play games, and that's why he's saying that. You know, it's the same thing that, that why Roger Ebert said they're not art. He's just he's never played them, he's never experienced them. So he's just speaking from a point of ignorance. So I, I honestly just wouldn't take it seriously. You know, he, he just doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, yes, I'm gonna put up the clip that he's saying. So yeah. Yeah, 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 I haven't seen the clip. I'm just assuming what, basically what you're telling me. Out of context, I'm going to get some context. Out of context. That'd be cool. He's moving to Texas. I honestly just wouldn't 
Is he? Yep. Uh, do you say why? Um, I think he just doesn't want to deal with uh, yeah, the high, high, yeah, Hollywood, uh, the high taxes, and just how he, he doesn't like how overcrowded it is in LA. Would I turn your iPad down, Alex? There you go, that'll work. I thought I was on mute. No, you're good. The thing with the, you know, you get all these people who say these things, and I don't get too upset because everybody has different opinions, but yeah. I will say if you speak out of ignorance, man, uh, there's a lot of people, if they don't do something, and if they're not familiar with it, then they uh, they still have this stigma of what it is, yeah. what society is giving mm -hmm. it. Uh, Bill Maher with comic books, for yeah, example. Exactly. He just doesn't know because he hasn't read any. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, he was very stupid. In fact, I'm not saying it's from a nerdy level. I'm just no. saying. I could say this about music, art, anything, you know, I mean, I, politics. If you don't know what you're talking about, then you just don't know what you're talking about. And when you come in with a strong opinion about something, you sound stupid if you just dismiss it because you're not familiar with it. Uh, Joe Rogan, let me see what he said. Did he say, is he moving to Austin? Uh, he didn't say where in Texas. He's trying to move closer to, uh, 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 what's his name? Ooh, Alex Jones. Alex Jones. <laughs> his friend? His friend. Maybe I, his friend, I don't even know where they. I, 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 would, I would love to ask. I think, he's, I think, I mean, I don't know. You guys tell me what uh, Joe Rogan's political affiliation. I think he's kind of more of a libertarian. That sounds about right. And I, and I just got to ask, as a father, how can you stand to still have fucking Alex Jones on your show, man? A guy that put other fathers and mothers in danger, but, you know. But this is what he talks about with video games. They're a real problem. You know why? Because they're fun, but you don't get anywhere. Right. You could learn jujitsu. Right. You're thinking, like, I might be able to open my own school one day. Yeah. Or you could just be playing video games you know what i think yeah. i think you and i i think the same thing but <laughs> yes, I, yeah. saw you, I saw you eager to talk but you, yeah he I, raised yeah. his hand first yeah, yeah. no, yeah. I'm, no I'm gonna let you he, know i'm gonna let you talk but i think I, you and i thinking the same again thing. It, it's the point of ignorance well he's probably not aware of people who make a living playing video games or are quite wealthy <laughs> i mean i bet he has no idea even what twitch is or he just doesn't understand it because i mean i play video games you know and i i make money from that i'm actually doing something with it. i'm cultivating new content i'm growing a larger audience and so in for that point right there that you're just going to be keep playing video games and there's not going to be any significant growth for yourself whether it be monetarily or or, or personally and that is just that is just not true but again he's speaking from from a point of ignorance he doesn't know what he's talking about as well i i have friends who've been studying jujitsu for more than 10 years and they ain't opening their own studio. <laughs> How many people are opening up no. the studios, yeah, no. man? You know, yeah, yeah all, all this. Well, you could do this, you could do, yeah, but yeah. You, or you could not. Mm. Yeah, and, and you know, if you're gonna put you know, uh, uh, something out there that's so open-ended as you could, yeah, you know, theoretically, you can do anything. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I that whole uh, what is it, 300 hours rule? Shit, if I put 300 hours into anything, I could apparently going by that, I could be a rocket scientist by the end of it. <laughs> I mean, you could do, you can, yeah, you can do anything. That's open ended. Now, I'm not going to go off with some rant because. I'm not going to have him beat my ass when he gets to Texas. No. And I'll say this about Joe Rogan. Uh, I, I think he's, he's, he's a very good interviewer because unlike so many interviewers out there, uh, they never let people talk. He doesn't yeah. let people talk, yeah. and I'm going to always give that to him. And I, I, I've seen a lot of his shows. He, he does produce great content. No, he yeah. does. He mm -hmm. does. Uh, but, but at I mean, this point, I, I, he's but, ignorant. <laughs> but see, that's what I'm saying. There's been people yeah. out there, and you got to understand, like, there's people who will say – some very intelligent things, some smart things. They'll pull people in, and people will be respectful of them because they have said some very thoughtful things. Mm -hmm. uh, I think Joe Rogan is the kind of guy that he attempts to go in and understand people. He mm -hmm. brings on very, uh, he you know, he doesn't just bring on anybody to for, for a laugh. He doesn't bring on people for comedy all the time. He wants to have engaging 
thoughtful conversation, intellectual conversations with people. So when you hear him talk about something that he absolutely knows nothing about, then you you, you kind of you you you, you want to sit back and understand. Because at first I was like, okay, maybe he's going to get to the addictive side of of video games. Sure, but. If you go, if you're talking about how anybody, and I'm just, I'm just gonna repeat what you said, man. You yeah. know, if you're talking about somebody can theoretically go off and start their own dojo or school or whatever, you clearly haven't seen the people that not are that are not rich, mm-hmm. uh, who on on, on on platforms like Twitch and yeah. even YouTube, people are just making a decent living. Yeah, they make a living at it. Yeah, it's very true. Yeah. There's there's so many. There's thousands, millions of people that do that. Well, just even the more obvious is the people who make the games to begin with, people who've played very and then point. gotten to the industry. Very yeah, th- that's yeah. a great point. I yeah. mean, I I don't know how you missed that because those games don't just appear inside of a flower. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's yeah. whole teams that that get paid to create those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. My 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 whole. My, my argument that I would bring up, if I was sitting on this show, my argument to bring up to him, I would say, you know what? You just got a $100 million payday from Spotify doing something that people said was a waste of time uh-huh. years ago and wouldn't go anywhere, <laughs> podcasting. You, you all of a sudden say, I don't want to act. I don't want to be on sets with people telling me what to do. I got to wait all the time. He's like, he says, I, I love doing this, podcasting. If you had started this like 20 years ago when podcasting was coming up and it was on uh, being made popular by Apple, uh, iTunes, and all that kind of stuff, people would have said, this is cool, but you're never going to go anywhere mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Out of here, man. You know, it, I, I, look, it, we all do it. Sure. I've done it. We've all, we yeah, all, we all speak from a point of ignorance. We, we all speak from a point of ignorance. And so, mm-hmm. you know, he's this is his point of ignorance yeah, right now. Yeah. And at least I tell him, you know, and I hate to go back, you know, bring this guy back up, but at least he's not as smarmy yep. as as Bill Maher. Mm-hmm. I think if you were to sit down and explain to Joe Rogan, like, okay, no, this I think is the reason it. why yeah, you're you wrong. Just show him. Yeah. I'd love to talk to him about that. That'd be actually really cool. But yeah, Bill, Bill Maher just wouldn't care. And he even downplayed the death of someone like Stan Lee, which is even even worse. Yeah, 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 you so, know, yeah exactly. Yeah. You know, I don't think he's, you know, I don't think he's like, I said it, so I don't give a you know, I, I'm I'm going to be right no matter how much you try to prove me wrong, even if I am wrong. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest problem with Bill Maher. He's like, you know, yeah. he, the more you tell, the more he realizes he's wrong. Unless Ice Cube is there to beat the shit out of him for saying the N word, <laughs> you know, uh, the more he you tell him that he's wrong, the more he's like, oh, I don't give a, f-. Yeah. you know, or he'll you, double down. I don't on care, it. Yeah. you know, you didn't. Mm-hmm. I, what am I supposed to say? You know, you're a bunch of nerds who like your nerd shit. Joe Rogan, I think, would actually sit down and understand. Yeah. But, you know, because like I said, man, people are making money not just on Twitch, making money on YouTube with video games. And they're just, mm-hmm. and they are just making just a living. Mm-hmm. People are like, they're not living, you know, uh, big lavish lifestyles. They say, I'm able to pay my rent. I'm able to like buy food. I can't go out and, and, and to the bar all the time and get a beer. I can't buy fancy clothes and sneakers and cars. But I'm doing, you know, the dream, which is just getting by, playing video games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, it's better to, Probably get by doing what you love than be making crazy money doing something that you hate. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Anyway. Thanks for bringing. Oh, boy. Those dudes. They I, don't. I, <laughs> I love the fact that they're saying that he's speaking from a point of ignorance. Well, the entire time they're speaking from a fucking point of ignorance. I know, right? Because <laughs> what they don't understand, and I, I watched a, I watched a, another guy I like to watch on YouTube who covers a bunch of different things related to tech and 
and, and, and some current events related around YouTube and tech and, and other things, um, video game conferences and stuff. Uh, he had a good point on this. It was Joe Rogan is not talking about the small percentage of people that make a living on video games. He's talking about the people that sit in their dark basement day in and day out and do nothing else with their life other than play video games. Well, and he, if you listen to the actual podcast and you don't just listen to little snippets, snippets like they've done here to where they just like clip a bunch of shit together to make it sound like he's saying that he's not saying. Yeah. He he brings up Ninja. He asks, I forget who he's interviewing. It's uh, um, DeSena? DeSena. I think it's DeSena. Yeah, Chris DeSena. Chris, is that right? Or something like that. The guy that, that um, uh, founded, I think, the Spartan Race? Yes, that's exactly right. Yeah. And he's saying how his kids love to sit inside and play video games all day. And he actually brings up the point where he's like, well, what do you say now that there actually are out there, people out there making money playing video games, you know, because, and then he relates it to like, you know, Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, like, yeah, there people are going to go pro, but what is the actual percentage? And if you're out there actually playing basketball, like working with the team, there's a lot of things that you can gather from that experience that will help you out in life. But like you just said, then there's this other small percentage that just, bury themselves in a basement with no lights on and what a lot of people don't realize is joe joe rogan and you guys already know this from us but we're both a bunch of joe rogan simps um we're we're fanboys we we fanboy hard for joe rogan so (laughs) this is kind of of a biased opinion because we like him and we like his podcast so we're defending him a little bit but i mean we're still trying to stay a little bit unbiased but what people don't realize about joe rogan is that he was addicted addicted to playing quake back in the 90s when quake first came out that dude played hours upon hours upon hours of quake he had an addiction and he's admitted it that he had an addiction to playing video games and that was this point he was getting at and in that clip that everybody took wildly out of context um was that he's talking about people that could be doing those people that spend those hours upon hours playing video games um and don't do anything else with their life um well and i remember because, being like i mean I, I, in I, high school yeah and i don't I'd want to be up. hypocritical because i've done the same thing but go, sorry go no ahead. and and no you're good i think both of us would recognize if he said some dumb shit we'd be like yeah no nah, dude like i love joe rogan to death but he said some dumb shit here what that little clip of that little podcast was was some dumb shit because they're taking everything that he's saying taking it way out of context so many people did piecing it in in a position that again if you listen to the actual podcast i think most people would be like oh i get what he's saying yeah but no that's, that's not how, how the that's... world operates though we take our our information as snippets and bits at a time and have most of the time it's out of context and people base and their opinions off of that that's his personality. He talks about it with pool. He talks about it with jujitsu. Anything yeah, he that has, he does that he likes, he gets saturated. And he's he said can. before he has a, a an addictive personality, and, and and he said it's never been with 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 like alcohol and drugs, thankfully. But it's it's things that that like video games or you know pool or whatever else or jujitsu because he spent so many years practicing jujitsu that and it's like anybody when you get when you find something you truly enjoy, you do it a lot because it brings you happiness but especially at the, if you've got an addictive personality but at the same time 
you get to realize when when those things could a be affecting other parts of your life or b you're just so mired in that that you're not doing anything else productive with your life which is what joe was talking about and exactly i I can relate on both points because i you know as a younger kid i i definitely played video games like hours and hours hours and i still do but you know i'm i'm kind of trying to like do a like make a go of it on twitch but you know uh other uh other circumstances might might put that on on hold for a long time because you know it it is starting to get to the point where it's affecting other you know aspects of my life so you got to sit down and take a look at it and go okay um this is this is getting out of control well it's just like anything else it has the potential to be really bad yeah you know i i love drinking but if i was drinking all day every day and it was getting to the point where it's affecting me on a day-to-day basis i'd have to sit down and be like well this ain't working this ain't you know? chief yeah yeah exactly same thing with video games same thing with literally uh, everything again, in your life you yeah. just gotta you gotta do it in moderation and and, yeah. and sometimes you know we as people forget about the moderation part of it so as as my mom says everything in moderation including moderation yeah <laughs> yeah yep. every now and then you just gotta fucking let the let the trailer off the hitch and Go crazy. If you like chocolate, eat a shitload of chocolate, but not every day. Not every day. Yeah. Anyway, anytime anybody calls Joe Rogan uh, ignorant or speaking from a place of ignorance, I'm like, okay, wait a minute here. I don't, I don't. (laughs) Did you do your research? I, you, you are sounding very ignorant right now with what you're saying. Anyway. Oh yeah. Well, we just wanted to open with that because we thought it was kind of funny that those that Joe Rogan was getting blasted for for something that got taken out of context. Completely out of context. Wildly, wildly out of context. But. And somebody else wanted us to talk about mental health this week. Yep. So I think that's going to be the the um, the big the main theme of this week is we're gonna we're gonna take uh, take some time uh, and talk about mental health. Mainly, um, this person wanted us to talk about men's mental health more so than just mental health in general because uh he feels and i tend to to feel the same way that men's mental health is not talked about as much um or or focus is focused on as much as as uh just mental health in in general um so but i want to i want to start with saying that i I appreciate you guys reaching out to us um during the week and, and and giving us you know things that you think would be interesting for us to talk about that you've seen uh through your perusings on the internet or um your daily lives so we appreciate that but but yeah so um yeah men's men's mental health um i i don't know this is gonna be i'm not it could be hard for me to talk about because i haven't had much dealing with it um and i'll be flat out honest i have fallen into the the i wouldn't say the category but the the pitfall of of saying just gut it up and 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 you know pull your head out of your ass or um you know just just you know come on big dog like pull yourself up by your by your bootstraps uh for me most of the time that works for me um where i failed uh in in uh understanding and empathy is is trying to put that mindset onto other people which is which is unfair um and 
I need to do a better job of of being more empathetic and and understanding of where people are coming from. Um, yeah. Well, it's it's hard, especially as males. You know, um, you're you're literally taught that your whole life. You know, suck it up, rub some dirt on it. You know, be a man. You know, come on. You know this. You you're fine. You know, come on. Right. Again, just that rub some dirt on it type mentality. And as someone who's been diagnosed with depression, um, among other things, not that it matters that much, but it, it does get to a point where like, you're almost driving yourself crazy by saying like, you can get through this, like you can do this, your things are fine. And there's literally a chemical imbalance in your brain to where things aren't fine. And making that first step, that first phone call, whatever it looks like, that's fucking terrifying, dude. Like, it sucks. If if I didn't have my younger sister, shout out to Mary, um, I don't want to say that I wouldn't be alive right now because I don't know that that's necessarily true. Um, but my life would have looked a lot different if I never would have actually taken that first step to, like, therapy and getting diagnosed and um it i'll never forget the day something happened at work and it was like a little i don't even really remember what happened and my dad is my boss um and i remember being at work and just being so fucking furious like and this was like a snowball of things you know like kind of leading up to this point and it was something little and like in your head you're thinking like this shouldn't be that big of a deal but internally you're just like fuck like you're just raging you know and i went home that day and my dad followed me home and he didn't even say anything and he he knocked on my back door and he was like what is going on man like what's what's wrong and i'm like i i don't know i don't i'm just in a funk you know i'm I'll, you know again i'll be fine i'll be fine like just kind of pull pull yourself out of this little slump like everything's fine and um, I was living with my sister and Hugo at that time. And later on that night I was doing laundry and I was switching my laundry from the washing machine to the dryer. And I dropped one sock on the floor on like the basement floor when I was moving it. And internally, I'm just like, you fucking idiot. Like, Oh my God, now that sock's dirty. Now you're going to have to wash it again. Like, and I started crying and I'm like, again inside you're like dude it's a fucking sock like what in the hell like what's going on like this is just so weird and i came upstairs and i asked or i told mary i was like i i think i have like depression or something like i think and she struggles with mental health also um and literally we got out the bottle of whiskey and we just like chatted and took a few shots and then found a, a therapist online and uh I texted her and she texted me right back and I made an appointment for like two days later. And when you really start confronting yourself about things that have happened in the past, and a lot of it was like relationship based for me, like moving from Texas to Omaha, like in a very peak prime time of my life, kind of having to grow up really fast also um, to the point where it was like my dad and I paying the bills because we didn't have any money. He had lost his job right after he moved to Omaha, part of the recession, you know? So when you really start 
deep diving into the way you think and the way that your brain has been wired around the conditions that are around you, it is incredibly eye-opening. Like it is, um, it's hard and it sucks. Like it is, it is not a fun process. It was dark and sloppy and messy. And like, I didn't want to do any of it because every step of it really did suck. Um, but when you do that kind of hard back foundational work, it helps you understand why you process the things that the way you process them and, and helps you the next situation you get into be able to recognize that this like kind of tribal, like innate version of yourself is like, this is fucked up. Like, this is horrible. And then at, at the same time, your kind of reasoning can kick in and be like, okay, you think this you're processing this because of the way you've processed x y and z and not every one of these situations is going to turn out like it has in the past and it's it's fucking hard dude it sucks i hate it mac and i were joking around the other day my brother um he was like aliens are going to come down and like cure depression and like give us technology like where we don't need to talk to each other anymore i'm like if a fucking alien could cure my depression I would give that alien the biggest hug in the world because it sucks, dude. I hate it. I something you live with every day, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. And again, I think it's hard to get to the point where you recognize that like, this isn't something that is your fault. It would be like somebody who has the flu or somebody who has the coronavirus, whatever saying, Oh, it's your fault that, you know, you're sick. And, and that's not the way that it goes. It's it, you're just playing the hand that was dealt to you. And it's not like you can take necessary actions or steps. And I know diet, health, exercise, I'm an active person. I eat pretty well. I don't sit in front of a TV screen for like 12 hours a day, you know, but at the end of the day, when I had the house, I had the car I had the job, like all of these things are things that it's like, Oh, you'll be happier if you just have this, you'll be happier if you just do this. Oh, if you can accomplish this, then you'll be happy. And at the end of the day, you do all those things. And you're like, dude, I'm still fucking sad. Like, I don't know why I like things should be fine. I have everything that people say that you should have. And I'm still fucking sad at the end of the day. And it's just the chemical balance of your brain. Like it's not something you can really control. really all i have to say about that for right now i feel like i'm dominating this conversation. no that's that's totally fine because um like i said i haven't had to deal with it well i say i haven't had to deal with it i i think i probably have some probably mental health issues that i i've just tried to bury um through you know and i think it stemmed maybe from 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 how I how I grew up, which I didn't grow up terrible, but um, I feel like at some point I did get old faster than what I should have, perhaps, and um, and 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 I feel like to some degree that might have made me calloused and, and cold because um, I I 
I don't know. I find it hard, I guess, for myself to be empathetic towards people. Yeah. Um, it's just, it, I, it's something I, I, I know I do, but I don't consciously think about it. And I, I don't, um, I haven't really made it a much effort to change it. And, it, I mean, it, I, looking, looking back and, 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 and stuff and currently it, it, it's, it's affected things. And I, you know, I probably should have gotten some type of help or talked to somebody way sooner than, well, I haven't even talked to anybody yet, but like, I should have realized that I needed to talk to somebody about that because I don't, it's just, I know it's just weird. Like my, I think pretty, my sister got diagnosed, I think with depression and anxiety and well, I guess we didn't really realize it at the time growing up, but that caused her and I to butt heads a lot. Um, and, and we talk every now and then, and like, honestly, that relationship is, it's, it's better now for a while there. It was, it was horrible. Um, but it's because, because I didn't understand what she was going through mentally. I, yeah. I didn't, I didn't, I couldn't find, I couldn't figure out how to relate and, and talk to her about it. And so, the conversations that I have with people about mental health issues are very—they're uncomfortable for me. Well, they're because and they're uncomfortable for people in general, but exactly. I think they're more uncomfortable for me because I don't know how to respond. And yeah. so when people try to talk to me about them, they can see that I'm uncomfortable, and it doesn't do anything to help them, because I, I, I seem like closed off. Yeah. About it. So I mean, there's things I've got to I've got to work on there. Spaceman, thank you for for that raid. Um, What's up, Spaceman? It's a it's well, like you said, it's it's an uncomfortable thing to talk about. Like it's a the best way that I could describe my mental health journey is sloppy and messy and dark. But if I wouldn't have done the work that I did to get to this point. Like I was in a 10 year relationship and basically it was ripped apart by like my family moving to Omaha, blah, blah, blah. Right. But I would have never been able to get on the other side of that and be in a position where I am now to actually have like a healthy relationship. Cause I was always carrying that around with me. Right. It was like this little box. It's like you pack it up in your brain and you just stick it back in like the corner of your brain and your brain's really good at being like, Hey, we're not going to pay attention to that. We're not even going to look at it. Not even going to, we're going to pretend it's not there. And then 1030 at night when you're laying in bed, you know, trying to go to sleep and all of a sudden it's like, Hey, what's that box over there? Let's, let's go, let's go dig through that box a little bit. You want to go, let's go check out what's inside of that. And then it's like, it just pours open, you know, when you're like sitting there, just eating yourself alive and you're like okay pack it up pack it up put it back in the corner you know let's let's disassociate let's make sure let's pretend that that's not there at all and then you get into another situation where that box has like some association for me it was relationships and it's like okay new relationship like well we're on to the relationship thing again so what do you remember what's in that box back there do you remember let's go check that out again it's like nope don't even want anything to do with relationships nope done can't 
and it was it was destroying my relationship life it was absolutely destroying it i was in this cycle of failed relationships and couldn't understand why what was happening until you go to therapy and you really start to unpack some of that stuff and i got on a flight on a tuesday no i got on a flight on a thursday booked the flight on a tuesday because i had to go tell this girl what i was feeling and i was like this is like my last ditch effort at trying to make this work went down didn't give her like a proposal like a ring but like gave her like the situation like this is where i'm at she kind of left me out to dry with it and then what else can you do you know you got to move on at some point yeah. in time it sucks so yeah so but, my thing with that is like well just with the boxing things up mine i just i box it or bottle it up whatever analogy you want to use and if it even looks like it's gonna pop open i cork that thing and duct tape it down like i i am so horrible at talking about my feelings and and i i don't i don't even know where that came from well i think i think why i I don't even know who wanted to talk about male health in particular i don't even think we need to specify it just to male mental health like yes for the longest time that's been you know it's just been you know rub some dirt in it but i think it's just we just need to open it up to to just it's just mental health in in general exactly and i and i don't want to say like because you could come from a male dominant family as a female and your dad preaches the same thing to you but especially in my upbringing my sisters always got held to a very different degree than i got held to as far as like emotions and relationships and like you know blah 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 um and again i it's not like a male versus female thing but i i do think that as especially as like an older brother I was expected to carry myself and conduct myself in a different manner that was stronger, more resilient. Like I'm the leader of this little tribe. I can, I I feel that hard because I'm the oldest out of my little group of of siblings. So I was, and, and if I'm in trouble, they're in trouble. So I can't be in trouble. I, I can't, I can't be, I can't compromise all of us just because i'm feeling this way right so i'm just gonna fucking pull my pants up i'm gonna fucking put my big boy pants on whatever metaphor cliche saying you want to say but i feel like that is a very real thing within the male gender and male society it's like we're the strong ones in this situation and if we're weak the rest of us are weak and i can't be weak right now like especially when i'm my family's in the most vulnerable position. This is now where I have to be stronger than ever. Right. And no one can see me sweat because if they start to see me sweat, we're showing signs of vulnerability and yeah, that I, shit ain't happening. I've we're been, getting through this. Yeah. I've been there. I, I had to do that for my siblings a couple of times as we went through a couple of tumultuous times as a family. And I, I had to, to bottle up. Well, I didn't have to, but I did. I did bottle up what I was feeling in order for my younger brother and sister to to see some type of solid foundation in the in the in the stormy waters that were happening at the yeah. time. And I think that that just stayed with me and carried over and it's just been something that I've done, you know, for forever and now it's uh 
we're at a point now where where it can't be like that anymore. Um, I've got a there's got to be changes made at least on my, on my end for sure. Um, well, and it's it's again. I hate to just keep saying this over and over, but it's fucking hard, dude. Yeah, just, and it's, it's, it's going to be, and I like, I don't. It's not that I don't I try to avoid hard things. I just I don't know. This hard thing is going to be. It's going to be a bitch. Yeah, dude. But you know, if it if it if it does, and, and it works out for the better, then I'm all, I'm all for it. Which I mean. I used to be the type that would say, "Oh, if you go to therapy, you're weak." Like, how? how why do you yeah, need dude, somebody else? Such a, it's such a such toxic a, way of thinking. It's such a dangerous ideology. It's and so I, bad. I thought the same thing. I, for so I, dude, I spent literally a decade, ten years of my life, in a, in a really dark, space, like, contemplating suicide frequently, like, having it all planned out. I had there's a there's a tree on the way back so i go to lincoln frequently for appointments which is like a 45 hour drive 45 and minute 45 minute yeah yes. 45 minute hour drive from me. <coughs> and uh you have to go over a, a bridge there's the platte river um and there's like right before you get on the bridge the kind of guardrails duck off mm-hmm and there's this there's a group of big trees but there's this big tree in particular that every time i see it i i just think of my entire journey but i always thought if i'm not wearing my seatbelt and if i hit that tree hard enough it will look like it was an accident you know i could like send a text right before you know so people could be like oh he was texting and driving you know so nobody would really know that i took my own life but that would be the absolute reasoning like it would be completely intentional i had it this is just like one of five scenarios that i had played out in my mind to where i was like okay it'll look like an accident so like and i lost a cousin to suicide my dad has a twin brother um who took his own life probably seven years ago or so and i remember my mom at his funeral saying if you ever do this to yourself i will hate you for the rest of your life and I don't know why that stuck with me so much. So I always made it in my mind think, okay, well, it's got to look like an accident. It's, I can't do it to the point where like, it's going to be perceived as a suicide. It's got to look like an accident. And dude, the days leading up to me finally reaching out to somebody, um, that was a very real thing that could have happened on the wrong day to where I just would have been like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm fucking done. Yeah. Like I just um I don't want to do this shit anymore. This is this is too hard. It's too hard to fucking live in my own brain anymore and I'm sick of it and I fu- it it it's such a I feel like I'm ranting, but it's such a hard thing to wake up and hate your own brain. Like to hate the space that you have to live within every day. And it's not a 24-7 thing. Again, it's like some days you wake up and you feel great. And it's like, dude, I got this. Like, I'm fucking going to go out there. I'm going to kill it today. Like, I'm going to crush this. And then one little thing. You hear the wrong song on the radio. You you have the wrong interaction with the wrong person. Or your brain just says, you know what? Uh, while we're driving today, uh, let's open up that old box that we put back there. 
you know, and it it just fucking destroys you. Like right. it just consumes your entire mentality. And then you get in a position where you're like, I fucking hate this. This sucks. I don't want to do this anymore. I I don't want to live within the constructs that my brain have has decided that I'm going to live within. And I'm fucking done. I'm fucking I'm sick of it. I don't want to do it anymore. And if I wouldn't have found my therapist when I found her, and again, thank God for my little sister, because she was actually the one that did the Google searching that found the therapist that I have now. Um, and these days, I would also like to point out, just so it's not all doom and gloom, like, I'm doing pretty well. Like, yeah. I meet with my therapist once a month now, and most times we just, we're like old friends now, like we just kind of chat about what's going on in each other's lives. Um, I don't have those thoughts. I, uh, I, you do. Everybody does. I think everybody deals with it to some degree, but the way that you can process it and feel it and work through it is a lot different for each, every individual person, especially if you have that, that chemistry in your brain off to begin with, that's a tough, it's a tough place to live, man. Right. I wouldn't wish it on anybody. I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. There, there are people out there that I do not like, and I would never wish depression and like serious suicidal thoughts on any of them. Cause that, that's a, it's not a fun place to be. Right. Um, let me catch up with chat here. Oh, change my mind. We have a couple names I've never seen before. Also, welcome, I appreciate welcome, welcome. poison fantasy. Yeah, borderline personality disorder is a tough one, man. PTSD yeah, is even worse. I can't imagine that. Um, let me scroll back up. So, Marcus says, Marcus, welcome. Uh, how you doing, buddy? Also, uh, thank you for following too. Um, so yeah, he he definitely understands where where you are coming from, and you know where I'm coming from a little bit as well. But you know, like like I said, I'm horrible at dealing with with this, and I think I've had depressive episodes but i don't think i've ever had at least in my mind full-blown like diagnosed depression um but so there are that and poison fantasy uh she said you know she's a female she does that don't want to feel like a burden on people so why bring it up i i I do feel that i didn't i i'm i'm the same way with that i i would rather not you know, burden people with what's going on in my personal life because you know that's you know my personal life, and I, I have a, I feel that I um, should deal with that myself instead of bringing other people into it, and that's that's not that's not a great mindset when I've got so many people around me um, as a support system that I could I could go to whenever, um, and I I just don't. Uh, Marcus also said that uh, I feel like his men were formed to bottle up our feelings and we shouldn't do that it's how we destroy ourselves mentally that's true uh that's a very true true statement are um, those like direct messages to you or is my chat not loading uh your chat might not be loading because it's, yeah. it's on the stream it's on the chat um okay spaceman said back when i didn't have control of my anxiety i felt was burning people talking about my feelings it's how you felt overall um i like that you guys are engaging with this one absolutely uh, and this is this is like we've said before and, a safe space for you to talk about whatever you want to talk about um you know related and, to our topics as long as you know they're not heinous i'll i'll say this this is the part that like always makes me tear up a little bit 
um, I had no idea the amount of people in my life that truly care about me, like that would be devastated if I was not living anymore Mm -hmm. until I started opening up about depression and like suicidal thoughts and shit. Like I'm making me tear up now. Um, you just have no idea the amount of people that really do fucking care about you until you start to talk about the idea that you wouldn't be around anymore. And it's like, dude, what the fuck am I thinking? Like I have so many people that love me. Like, and it's not that superficial, like, Oh, love you. See you next time. It's like, like full on fucking people know that I'm a religious guy and I am convinced that God has put, so many wonderful people in my life very intentionally so that when i came to cross this bridge i could do it and not have to cross it alone you know and it's it's it just astounds me like my dad started reading articles about depression he doesn't get it like he's an iowa farm guy you know he he's the prototype of like pull your pants up rub some dirt on it you know and i'll never forget I was diagnosed with depression late October and I went to his house uh, for Thanksgiving and we were going to go to my grandma's house and he had the the guidepost sitting on the kitchen counter and he was like, I found this article on depression like this, this guy's wife suffers with depression and he doesn't understand it. And I read this article and it really helps me understand the way that you're feeling. And I was like, dude, like... (laughs) you're reading articles on depression really like just for me that you know like i you i know you'll never get it i know you'll never understand it and i don't expect you to but just the fact that you're willing to do something like that like that means more to me than anything else in the world like just to know that you're there and that you're trying to understand right you know that's the that's the path that i need to to get on and and start trudging down um is becoming more supportive and understanding and and try and trying to 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 understand i might not get it but i need to be be a a better person and be able to 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 get to a point where i'm trying to understand it well and And, you know that i'm not just saying this because we're on a podcast but you know that i'll be your number one fan supporter I got you. Yeah, I know, and I appreciate for it. all that shit, bro. I appreciate I, it. Yeah. Um, I went through some dark times also, and you guys were always you, Brendan Hugo. Again, and, and this people is... that people that I didn't go to school with, like people that yeah. I I've, I've met honestly, like I've met you in person like a handful of times. You could count them on th- probably three fingers. Yeah, but these people that consistently get put into my life that it's like a very intentional divine like it's it's so wild to me like the amount of people again that really truly care about you at the end of the day that want to see you succeed and want to help you out like somehow these people get put into my life and again you know that i'll be i'll be there every step of the way man I, I appreciate it and I I, I I don't know nah nah 
try to figure out. I know where you're going. Yeah, and I don't. I just. I don't want to. I don't want to. Some of some of you know. Some of you know. Okay, chat doesn't know, but you know. Um, and I'm not gonna. I'm gonna put it out there, like that because, because I don't need to. But I. I I've been. <laughs> it's just so shitty. Um, I, I've taken people for granted that I shouldn't have. And. Um, and I was better with some people when I was somebody. I was better with friends and being supportive of them. And I should have done the same thing for other people. And I don't, I don't know why it took me the 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 major wake up call that happened to for me to get to this point where I was like. Jesus Christ, you've you've done, what what have you done? But I'm going to I I gotta I got I got work to do, and it's gonna be shitty, and it's gonna be tough, and it's gonna be messy. But you do these things for the people you care about. Yeah, and and at the end of the day, you do them for the people you care about, but you also do it to make yourself a better person. Right. You know. And it's taken taking me thank you for for following poison um and I, I was talking with my my dad the other day and he and he's he's told me because he and i are very we're very similar and i've been talking to him and he's like look man i tried to give you the roadmap to make your your path easier and every step of the way you you haven't you didn't take that you didn't take the path you, you didn't you didn't follow my map and you have fallen into every pothole that i fell into and he's like, I didn't want, I didn't want that for you, man. But, but you've done it, and now you've got to find out the hard way. Uh, yeah. And I, I can't tell you how many times he's told me that through my entire life, and every single time I don't learn. I just want to go at it bullheaded, the hard, the hardest way possible. Yeah. And I, it's, it's taken me almost twenty six years of life on Earth, to finally pull my head out of my ass when when there's the best thing on the line yeah and it's it's scary I, well you gotta sometimes the best way to learn is from the potholes man you're you're a lot like me in the sense that like i learn more in those situations to where i'm at rock Oh, and again, it's either you either learn or you fucking curl up in the fetal position and and die. And that's or what I'm not, I'm not metaphorically die. Metaphorically, you know? and I'm I'm not I'm I'm fighting hard to not get to the fetal position. I'm trying. I gotta. I'm fighting to get out of this pothole, and and we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. Looks like poison just said, sucks being stubborn. 31 and still learning and i'm i'm 31 as well and i i still learn more every single day you so know sometimes now that that hindsight's 2020 i wish that i would have learned sooner and and i'll also say this as much as i wish i would have done things different at different points in my life i am very grateful and i wouldn't change it if you had to ask me to go back and you know if you could give me a redo i 
I love where I'm at right now as a human mm -hmm. and I realize that I have more room to grow and I realize that there's been dark times. It, it was Dr. Phil, coincidentally enough, who I never knew his whole story and path, like how he's actually a doctor and is actually like a forensic criminal scientist yeah, before he ever like, you know, whatever. Um, but he said those people that have experienced deep turmoil, you know, those people that have been to the lowest of the lows, they have a tendency to try to stay at an even keel because they realize if things are too good, that there's going to be the rubber band effect and that they're going to come back down. Yeah. But at the adverse time, when things are really bad, there's still that, that rubber band effect. So things can't always be that bad. So like you try to live your life at like this even keel and you end up just like going through the motions. Like you end up as like this, just like vanilla type person that just like, is just kind of a lot to da to da and you stay away from the highs, but you stay away from the lows. So you always kind of live at this like middle ground. And that's not a fucking way to go through life, dude. No. That's not a way to live life. Like you got to experience, gotta take the highs and the lows. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta live in the highs and you gotta live in those moments that like, again, I was in Dallas this weekend for one of my best friends, 30th birthday. And I'm looking around and it's like people that I grew up with. And it's just this like jubile, environment and i was playing mary's music for him and they're all like vibing on that and like i just wanted to bottle that up and and put it in my pocket so i could be like these are the moments like this is what you live for you know and sometime this week some fucking travesty could happen and i could go to the lowest of the lows but you also have to process and bottle those up as well to remember that when things are good they could always be this bad right you know you you can't live in that in that vanilla gray area because you're gonna end up just fucking driving yourself crazy going through the motions and that's that's not a way to go through life man. and that's... you'll end up driving people away inadvertently exactly and yeah <laughs> life is meant to be shared 31 and single, I can tell you, life is definitely meant to be shared. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, I don't know how much, I can't get into too much more because I'll end up just, no, I know what you mean, man. Spilling out a bunch of things that I, I don't want to spill, spill out right now because I'm, I'm not in a spot where it needs to be spilled out to, um, yeah, to everybody. Certain people, yes because those are the people that a i need to talk to and b the ones that are there to support um but yeah we'll get there we'll get there we'll get we'll get through it we'll see how it goes learn i'm gonna i got a lot of learning to do through this through this the whole thing life in general things that are how are going on now um hopefully it turns out for the best and hopefully i'm not too stubborn to to not take away the lesson that is getting thrown in my face at 90 miles an hour. You won't be. You're smart. So, well, hopefully this time I'm, I am. You'll piece through it. I swear, and this is not like a humble brag. Well, it might be a humble brag. The smartest people are oftentimes the most stubborn. Because yeah. it's like, I know what the fuck I'm doing. You don't think I know what I'm doing here? Like, 
My way is clearly the fucking best way. I have a horrible, um... horrible problem with that. I (laughs) want to always walk into a room and and be the smartest person in the room because I know I'm I'm intelligent and I'm smart, and if I had applied myself more so, the GPA would reflect. But... um... Listen, I, we got a problem, and I'm the guy to solve it. Yeah, that's that's and so I oh, went. That's cute that you want to solve it. Yeah. That's that's very nice of you. But uh, have you heard my idea? Exactly. I mean... <laughs> yeah, and 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 that <laughs> that carries over into to other aspects, and it ends up not not being good. It does. Um. So yeah. Spaceman wants us to talk about Will Smith becoming a meme. Uno momento. That's quite. Por favor. That's quite the shift. <laughs> it's a very it's a big shift um poison fantasy says i swear those of us who struggle have a beacon that we all see and radiate to a big old support system that's true people that have gone Amen. through the shit that's very well put poison people that have gone through shit and hit the lowest point of the low have can, can just grasp onto that and see that in other people and it, i mean it's cool it's cool that that happens because um because then you you know that those people are like minded and they know how to help you. And again, when when somebody else has been through, again, well, let me put it. Maybe this isn't a good example. Well, I'll just put it this way. So if you were a female and you had had a miscarriage, right? I could sit here and say, "I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry." But I would never have the emotional capability to really understand what that complete just like emotional devastation looks like you know but when someone has been through what you have been through and they've seen those lows it again it helps you enjoy the highs with that person It, it it you have that emotional bridge to know that this person knows exactly where i'm coming from this person has felt it they've lived it they've been there and we're fucking still doing it man we're still we're still here together in this beautiful moment to where we can support each other and it's like a bright spot of humanity i think to where people can actually rally around each other and say hey look it doesn't matter i don't know who point poison fantasy is at all but i can tell she's been through it is a she right yeah, yes okay um it is a she that was not nice (laughs) she is a she is what i meant to say um but i can tell she's been through and you know what was it spaceman earlier talking about anxiety i refreshed my chat so i can't go up but when people have have felt those feelings and they've been through what you've been through on an emotional level it it helps you realize that you're not alone like you're not it's okay to not be okay because there's a lot of people that aren't okay and there's a lot of people that are fucking struggling and hurting but if we cannot isolate ourselves and we can rally around each other then we can make an impact and we can make a difference and we can keep the train moving in the right direction so i appreciate all of you guys for sure a lot for sure for sure We've already been going for an hour, man. Yeah, Jeez, that was the time, a quick time hour. goes by fast when you really get into it. I know. Sucks. It does indeed. Um, you know what else sucks? 
Wayfair wiggling their way <laughs> out of their whole shit pie that they Dude, created I, for themselves. I for real almost missed boarding my flight to Dallas because I was sitting on my iPad just like furiously typing away like you gotta be shitting me like pulling up article after article about like Wayfair conspiracy debunked and I'm like okay thank god click like okay well that doesn't debunk it that doesn't debunk it okay they didn't get a comment back from wafer i'm like well this doesn't fucking mean anything yeah this this doesn't mean anything at all no. in fact the only concrete here we go the only concrete evit yeah the hasbro thing oh That's yeah i'll get to that weird. too yeah the only concrete thing that i found debunking any of it was the fact that wayfarers stood behind their stance and their pricing of those cabinets by saying they were quote unquote industrial grade when at first they came out and said oh that's errant pricing that's a glitch in our pricing system they came out and doubled down on the pricing of the items so why did you remove them right if if that was the accurate pricing and you came out and you said oh that's that's inaccurate pricing we're going to remove all those items so the price can accurately reflect and then they come out later and say no 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 that was actually the pricing these are just industrial grade items i don't give like, a fuck what you what? want to call them bro i've watched so much hgtv in my life that i've never seen one person ever go yeah cabinets are going to cost you ten thousand dollars you can build grand. you can build cabinets for fractions of that cost even if somebody and and wayfair like probably got some decent stuff but their quality is not good enough to charge seventeen thousand dollars for a set of cabinets i can buy a complete in-home golf simulation system with the technology and the nets and the mats and everything for 15 to 20 grand right you're telling me that fucking bedside stand is the something about that makes that worth the same technology of an indoor golf simulator a computer because it's quote-unquote industrial grade industrial grade that even mean it's not even like i've seen the shit on wayfair industrial grade they do not sell that is not industrial grade and even industrial grade cabinets don't cost that much how the fuck do you double down on a 12 to 17 to ten thousand dollar bedside stand doesn't make sense double down on it yeah they said this is accurate pricing no i don't know what market you're trying to sell that in but it's not usa and usa today comes out with an article saying oh oh because it's so this is another quote that i thought was funny unfortunately it's a lot easier to just traffic children than to come up with a complete online furniture catalog like okay so just just because it's easier and 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 whose eyes is that easier? Well, by and the way? and if they're doing and you know they're if they're doing this and trafficking in children, they they went ahead and they already have the online furniture retailing part set up. It's like a it's and this is so bad, but like it's the perfect cover. It's the perfect cover for them because they have built up a reputation to being or supposedly to be an affordable home furnishing company. And then you mm-hmm. come out with the most inaffordable and unaffordable set of cabinets I've ever seen. I could walk to Home. Which, I could go which, into Home Depot this coming week and look at cabinets, they're, and they're not going to be ten grand. 
Ben, there were $12,000 pillows. You're telling me those pillows are industrial grade no, pillows? No way. Poison when Fetish, she's got a good point. She when said, the same pillows are like $70. I can the, get them the, on Amazon for $20. Like, Poison Fantasy's got a good point. She said, random thought. Could be prices. Could the prices be the ages? I.e., twelve thousand dollars for whatever is this is equating to a twelve-year-old or ten k for it, a ten-year-old. Like it very well could. It be. could be, and I just and, don't. I don't like they. They've, they've created their website, and now if this all comes out, which it should, if it is true, that they're trafficking children, like the the website is, it's a perfect cover. Yeah. It's a and, perfect cover. It's really and, and and USA Today is is speaking from a point of ignorance. Webs, <laughs> websites are so easy to set up. I was in high school and I took a web design course in for one of my computer classes in high school. Websites are insanely easy to set up and they don't even have to be super good. The website I made was garbage, but I made a website. It's so easy and there's so many tutorials and programs that aren't expensive all where you can just create a website under whatever guise you want and, and do nefarious things and not even i mean that's a great point but like in what world do we live in where real journalism work comes from talking to the point of theories like well it's the it would be we... so much easier for them to do this. Therefore, that means this isn't true. It's the world we like, live in now. No, journalism is not, not fucking journalism. It's that's not, not journalism. That's not isn't finding journalism isn't journalism anymore. It's it's hot takes and hit points. And there's very few journalists left that actually go out and find the facts. And if the ones Dude. that do and try and publish these stories with whatever network or corporation they're with, they don't see the light of day because it's against the the norms or whoever is funding that network or that news outlet. I was genuinely hoping on every article that I clicked on. I don't want this shit to be true. No, I, don't, I, I, don't I really don't. I want it don't. to be true. I would love for somebody to send me something with some sort of concrete evidence to the fact that Wayfair was not trafficking children. It would help me sleep better at night. And the very first one that I clicked on, I'm like, okay, thank God somebody debunked this because now I'll be able to, you know, sleep easier at night and I'll go on the podcast and say, hey, this was, this was wrong, you know, click on the first one. I'm like, again, scrolling, scrolling, like, okay, valid point. Okay, valid point. Well, that's not evidence. That's not truth. And we've debunked this thought. I'm like, no, you haven't. You've not debunked this thought because the same question still exists. And then next article, same story. Next article, same story. I'm like, okay, you guys have not debunked anything. Mm -mm. These are all just like opinion pieces, basically, to where coincidentally you're all saying that Wayfair is not trafficking children, where it still kind of fucking looks like Wayfair is trafficking children. Like, yeah. the, the, the points exist the same. You have not brought any concrete facts to the table whatsoever. And in a lot of cases, Wayfair declined to comment. Like, if if they were so innocent, why wouldn't they be the poster children for themselves to come out and say, whoa, 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 this is wrong, you know? Even if it is industrial-grade steel, like, this is the gauge of steel we're using. This is why this costs that much. Like, here's some justification within the pricing. Nothing. 
Yeah. Nothing. Poison Fantasy says declined to comment to me, so it's guilty. Yeah. And along the same kind of lines, um, I'll, I'll show you guys this video um, that Spaceman sent to me. Um, corporations are conditioning our conditioning our kids now. And this, this is this is wild. This is, this is where to me where it's it's not like factual, but it's still to the point where it's like, all right, this is fucking weird. It's weird. I don't know I'm about grab a beer while you show this. I don't video, know about so. I don't know if it's conditioning, but it's it's super weird that this is this is on a toy, and there's no mention of it on the box, and it's in the position where where it is here. I'll, I'll show you guys the video, and and then and then we'll we'll discuss and go and go from there. Um, so this is this is the video. Um, let me turn this up. I wanted to do a quick video because I find this disturbing and I find it something that needs to be shared. Um, as you all know, stuff that's been going on in the world about um, the sex trafficking in kids and things that are thrown in our kids' faces to kind of groom them and make them kind of a little bit more oblivious to things that are that are really happening. Um, so. It was my daughter's birthday a couple days ago and she turned two and she was given this gift. It's like a little poppy doll. It's adorable. And here's the box. So she had a poppy birthday and so they, they gave her this. It's just from the new movie, The Trolls World Tour. On the box it says giggle and sing poppy. On the back it says that if you push her tummy right here, Sorry, it's glaring. If you push her tummy right here, she makes 10 phrases and sounds. And that's all it talks about. And it comes with a little comb. So, I mean, she does all that. You touch her tummy and she makes little singing sounds and she's super cute. Well, I was showing her to my husband and I heard some other sounds that I had never heard before. And if you look down here, I figured a video was the best way. So I just touched her tummy and she's going to sing for a minute. But down here is a button right here on her privates. And if you push those, she makes these sounds. Like a gasping sound. And I know some of you may not like think this is a big deal, but especially since I've had kids like this is wrong for one. This button, it says nothing about this button on the box. Nothing. It's just, it's just there. And it makes uh, a gasping sound when you touch her privates. And to me, it's just like sexual sounds. And it's so disturbing. Alright, so that's that video, you guys. Reagan wants to say hi to you real quick. Oh, okay. Hi, Reagan. Say hi to Ben. Say hi, to him, hi, Reagan. How are you doing? Ben says, How are you doing? Mm. She's doing good. She just good. found the jackpot of toys. Yeah, she did. She's got Scooby Doo. She's got Buzz. She's, she's got, got Tommy Pickles. Tommy Pickles. Look mm -hmm. at that. <laughs> can that thing talk? That thing can talk. That's my Chucky doll. Not the real Chucky, the <laughs> Chucky Finster doll. He just shakes. He didn't really talk. You want to play with him too? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
he's just got to stay in his box because. Oh, nice. <laughs> I'll be down soon. That's Reagan. Nice. She's adorable. She is super cute. Very smart, too. Yeah, not Chucky the Killer doll. Yeah, and there's my kitty cat, Luna. Uh, okay. Poison Fantasy said, Show Dog's movie, the dog was getting its privacy touch. We're told it's normal in the Show Dog business and told to go to their happy place. Interesting. That's weird. Yeah, so that toy is weird. Like, why would you put the button there? Yeah. And why would you, you why would you not mention it on the box? I reached out to Hasbro. That's... I tweeted. I direct messaged them on Twitter and was like, basically, this is me paraphrasing, but I was basically like, yo, what the fuck? Uh, they have declined to comment. They have not reached back uh, to me yet, so. Well, that's my thing is if if like okay again playing the devil's advocate right there's a button that when she falls you know like she falls on her butt or whatever it's like oh like you know she she fell you know but why wouldn't you put that on the box to where like that's a feature like yeah. so if a parent was slightly uncomfortable with like i don't like the positioning of that button on this doll makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable which i probably would in my own children's i don't have any of my own but if a child was my own or like my nephew i'd be like eh, a little bit weird like mm -hmm. maybe not the best doll for us you know why would you even have that as a feature right and see my thing on the counterpoint to that is if the kid's playing with the doll how often are those legs going to be folded out to where it will fall and hit that button it's very strange they hasbro has weird dude hasbro hasn't got back to me yet uh, and there was a whole thread on that. Uh, Walmart has pulled that off of their website. I'm sure they probably pulled it off their shelves. Um, there was another one. Uh, a Power Rangers action figure had this has the same sort of button on the crotch, and he makes kind of weird sounds when you push that button. It's like, why? Why are you putting? First of all, as a toy maker, why are you putting those buttons in those places? What is your reasoning behind having those buttons and those sounds come from your toys? And the positioning of those buttons like rid riddle me that one well and while we're on this topic i've sent you so many memes of pedophilia oh my trying God. to link up with the lbgtq yeah. community like no motherfucker mm -mm. And we talked about this before on, a, on um, i know another podcast it might have been episode five i think it was the gender fluidity one yeah it was episode five but it's 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 happen it's real yeah like, they're trying very it's, hard it's and there's really fucking happening and there's people at ted talks at ted talks it's one clip it goes around a lot but uh it's like the chick is like we just need to accept these people for who they are Fuck no. welcome them into the lgbtqi plus community they can't help the way that they are bullshit bullshit that that in no way to me should ever come anywhere near that and should not be accepted as a sexual orientation because it's not it's Look, a man, fucking meant i don't even want to call it a mental disorder it's just fucking gross i know i don't know how to put this the right way there i feel because clearly there are people that have some sort of weird very awful horrible toxic sexual like desires yeah you know what i mean like 
that that's clearly a thing and, and i do feel for those people but i don't feel for the ones at all that act upon those feelings right cause because there's plenty of people that have those and know it's wrong and don't act on it and again like we were just talking about with mental health it takes a person to look in the mirror and say what i'm doing is not right it's not working so i need to readdress this and try to help myself out here mm -hmm. versus just acting and preying upon i've said it before if somebody would lay a hand on my nephew or even reagan's head or I your niece too fuck or my niece any child i taught preschool any for child a long time and those i would tell those parents when they drop their kids off these kids are now my kids like i'm going to protect them like they're my own because you're entrusting me to protect them therefore i now take the responsibility from you you're handing the reins over to me for the day and these kids are now my kids and if any one of my kids in any of my preschool or again any child really in particular i just have a huge fucking i have a big soft spot for kids they're such innocent little individuals and if you fucking corrupt that innocence i will do such terrible awful unspeakable things to that individual because that's just one basic human violation that you do not cross dude. yeah you don't you, do, you don't fuck with kids leave them alone let them grow up and be innocent and and don't you you corrupt them you 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 fuck up their entire life yeah they're ruined for life you even if they don't that if, human yeah it's just for uh, a lifetime whether or not they their their mind pushes that back to where they don't ever have to remember it again it still has a subconscious psychological effect no, on them for the entirety of their life and just like i was talking about earlier with myself and repressing memories putting that box in the back of their head they might be able to repress that memory and then lay in the bed at 10 30 one night they're going to be like oh what's in that box and boom fucked up yeah you're you're reliving it all over again you fuck up their entire like, how are they ever supposed to have an intimate moment with their husband or wife? Never. From it that point have, forward, because because you skewed that for them. You you've you've put an emotional barrier on that basic human principle for them for the rest of their life. Mm -hmm. it, you you might as well be destroying a part of them. Like you're they, they do they do destroy a part of them. You're murdering a portion of that human entity. Yep. And if you do that, in my mind, you should have your life destroyed. You yeah. should not be – that's one thing that I'm all about forgiveness and second chances, blah, blah, blah. Not but for those people. Not, I'm sorry, man. And maybe that's maybe that's not like a Christian thing for me to say. I don't, I don't know. I, but I, I draw a very hard line in the sand when it yeah. comes to pedophiles and – you're just preying on something that's so innocent i know poison's got a good point like, too kids should not be exposed to adult themes no lgbt no politics etc let them be amen. kids like, let them amen. yeah that's what i'm saying let them be kids until they are cognitive enough to realize and think through what like what all that means 
Well, you just saw Reagan when she came up here. She's like, oh, Tommy. And, oh, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, like, she's all the toys child. that I have in my she's office. She's like playing with She's toys. more excited about that than I've been excited about anything in months, you know? Right. Like, and you violate that? You're going like, to take you... that away from them? Dude, it, it ignites some really bad fires in the pits of my stomach that i just want to i want to rip your fingernails off yep i put you in a dark basement and you'll never see the light of the day again i want to grab both your eyeballs right out of your head and just uh it makes me want to do bad things to people don't it incriminate makes me yourself really I, well no i just to be clear i've never ripped anybody's eyeballs out of their head and i don't really intend to um but that's but just a feeling you get it, it's it's that like rage it's it's the that evil wants to ignite an evil within myself yeah you know to where i just want to fucking do horrible things to that person I'd... because you've done such a horrible act on such a precious innocent individual that i just want to fuck you up right I, I i just want to completely destroy you and for those of you that are new to the chat or that may have may have forgotten this is this is a staple of what happens on this podcast we talk about this uh, 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 every episode every episode like weekly and we'll, we have our we it. have our topics that we want to discuss for the week but typically at the end of every episode we're going to talk about all of this pizzagate and and everything else going on with that a because it's a hot topic right now b because alex and i both feel the same way about it and C, because we wanted to see it come to an end, and we wanted to see it get blown up and just, you know, out in the open, and everybody just gets, that's involved in that, just gets ruined. All of those motherfuckers. Because they don't, they don't deserve. burn in hell. They don't deserve anything. And and, and people will try and say it's, it's, it's not real, but, you know, Poison Fantasy is right. Pizza Gage is real. It's a thing. It's been happening for decades. And it is well past time that this is this gets exposed. Egg is, uh, and is still alive. And she squealed. Those documents got released. I read through actually recently all the 100 names that got got released and and what they you know what the punishments they got. Some of those dudes got off super light, and it really pissed me off because the reading what they did and then reading later like two sentences later that their punishment was three years probation. 30 days in jail one year one year probation and it's like what what and then some of the other some of the things i read about what some of those people did just were heinous and and just disgusting and i'm glad that those people uh, are getting punished um they're getting punished i'm not gonna say like they like they should be but um, they are getting punished. Uh, some of the names that she did that were on that list were old names, uh, people that we've already heard about, like Jared Fogel and, and other stuff. But some of those people were are, are very recent, um, and they're they're from both sides of the aisle on the political parties. Um, some of them were former such and such and former such I and such. I will say, just in a in a statistical sense. Uh, many more Democrats than Republicans. There were that's many. Not, that's not taking a political stance that's, at all. That's not. Just that's just straight sheer facts. Numbers, straight sheer facts. Numbers. Out of the hundred names on that list, I would venture to say seventy-five to eighty percent of the, the people on that list were Democratic or affiliated with the Democratic Party. There were 
Republicans on there. And, I mean, it doesn't matter what side of the political aisle you fall on. It's disgusting either way. How how about the fact that Joe Biden still hasn't picked a running mate? Because he's still scared about who the fuck's going to get indicted on that. I'm, I'm waiting for him you, to dude, get indicted. I'm telling you, the more the more that this all plays out because it, the very first when I read that article, like Joe Biden's afraid to elect a running mate because Ghislaine Maxwell has been arrested, you know, doesn't know who's going to make it out on the other side. I was like, okay, this is, this is cool. Like, this is fun to think you about. Know what you that know, else, especially you know what I'm else that says to me is that dude knows a lot of names of people that are involved. Yeah. dude. And he's not saying anything, which yeah, is well, horrible. Cause he would burn himself in an election year well what needs to happen is he needs their I, support he's 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 gonna he's about to burn himself and i hope he does trump's name's been brought up multiple times but somehow has figured out how to wiggle his way out of those i don't understand and i don't understand how it. he's he's got some good ass lawyers i think i don't understand but how he does he's it. wiggled his way out of out of any type of uh, uh incriminating shit on that but he's, i i'm waiting for I'm waiting for it. I feel like it's it's going to be a calculated move come closer to election time when a lot of bigger names are going to get dropped. Or Dude, they'll wait till August. after. I know it's August, and they might. It's August. They, I, it, maybe they're waiting till after. I I, can't, I don't know what the what? I don't know what the play is there, and I think that maybe they're not saying anything because election is coming up, and I think what's. I also think maybe if they don't make a play now with any of that shit. They'll wait to see who gets elected and then make a play in order to, to destroy that whole thing. I don't know. It's really weird. At this point, I don't give a shit when it happens. It it's, just needs to happen. It just needs to get blown up and blown out. And I said it. it. I said it last time. It's really hard to have faith in the feds, but I really do have faith in the feds for this, right now. This I, time I, I think, do. I think that they're on it, dude. They have to I, be. I really – and I, I think, really do think that they're on it. I think what they want to release more, but I think they're getting stonewalled through Absolutely. a lot of a lot of red tape and a lot of legal proceedings. They're getting stonewalled through a lot of things, and they're the lawyers on both sides of the party, on the big players, are, are working their asses off to not have this information get released. I would love to see how many people have been subpoenaed. Oh, dude, there's probably been so many. And I would love to see that number. And I do agree with Poison when uh, she says it should be one bullet per photo or file they were caught with. For sure. For sure. Take <sighs> those fuckers out back. Take them out. Sad thing is, in Hollywood, Michael Jackson was the biggest name to take the fall. And there's many more worse than him that need to take the fall. Oh, yeah. Well, no. Don't worry, Michael Jackson made good music, so we can still idolize him right. as a and uh, as a was it what's his name? Music figure. Woody, what's his face that adopted the Chinese girl and then married her later on? What's it? What was his name? Woody something. It was one of the Woodies, not Harold. Woody Allen. Woody Allen. Really? Yep. Oh, you didn't see that? No, I did not see oh, that. Oh my no. god, no, dude, he adopted a, a little Asian girl. This I'm not trying to be racist, but I can remember she's Chinese. No, you're she's just saying she's the Asian. ethnicity of the just child. She adopted. It was like <coughs> a long while ago. Adopted her. There's pictures. There's a there's the pictures I saw. It was like when she was a younger child. It was like he was the the father figure because he adopted her, and then later on down the road, he ended up marrying her. And you can tell wow. in both pictures that that girl is wildly uncomfortable her body language in both those is very stiff 
she, you can see it in her eyes that she's uncomfortable with the situation. She hates the situation. She hates him. It's just, it's disgusting. But Makes me sick. It does indeed. Um, chat, do you have anything else? Yeah, I was going to say, we're us? at an hour 30. We're, we're at an hour and a half, so... I'm going to go watch a movie. Get with, some quick... Uh, some quick hits in here if you've got anything um if it ends up being a big topic we'll push it to next week uh and cover it next week but yeah and us, absolutely hit us up on hit uh, us up during the week you've got anything. our our twitters our twitter handles are at the beginning they're going to be at the end again um so follow us both on twitter um follow our pod the podcast on on instagram i try and post the clips from the podcast up there uh, follow us on youtube um like and subscribe that helps um i will try my best to have this edited and put up tomorrow afternoon early evening um so you can go back and watch it again tell your friends tell people you love uh say send it to your friends send it to you know anybody you think would that would find this interesting or or whatever we kind of get the word out um about our podcast but yes and liking and subscribing and and leaving comments on the on the youtube videos really help us out a lot i feel too. like every week i make a little point on here also that this isn't like a like a self-serving like please follow us like so we can get more yeah we're not i'm traction. not i'm not like, pleading with you guys the, to the like only, and subscribe the only reason i want traction is so we can get more people on board moving in the right direction that's why we started this whole thing is to yeah. start a positive movement. I'm not trying towards... to, to to plead with you guys to like and subscribe so we can get our numbers up. No. Um, I would, we just want to get get what we're saying out My goal there. is to never make a dime off of any of this. I don't want to make any money on any of this whatsoever. I just want to have a real forum to where people right. can get the truth and we can all engage we're not in be very truthful discussions. Corporate sellouts exactly um oh, the beirut explosion okay i'll touch i might want to talk about that next week we'll see um we'll i'll touch on it a little bit um so, so beirut explosion wasn't the only one and apparently there were many more globally my only source is an instagram post and my brother who told me about another explosion in the uae um that to me i, I will i'll say this it was not just a fireworks warehouse a fireworks I, no matter how many fireworks you put in one area it's not going to leave a fucking crater like that explosion did in the docks it's not going to blow windows out 15 miles away all right there was more to that than just a fireworks warehouse i've seen some things i need to do some more research on it but um no it was, it was not it was not just fireworks it was improperly stored ammonium nitrate yeah is okay. what it was there's that as well so and i did see I, the, the sparklers going off so there could have been fireworks no that's there, that's but, what that's oh, ammonium what, nitrate does that well no so there was a fire at a nearby uh fireworks warehouse okay and that fire is what triggered ignited the, the ammonium nitrate oh, okay, gotcha i did a lot of research on it because i was like is this a fucking attack like are we being told you know not the whole i really do think because they're not known for their proper techniques of following protocol like their government is pretty corrupt from what i understand and it's, it's a like, beautiful city and a beautiful country oh, but yeah and and i don't think it was a terrorist attack i don't, or I don't think it I don't was know, anything I... I think it was a fire at a at a at a fireworks facility 
that led to that ammonium nitrate being exposed to a high level of heat and then that ammonium nitrate was improperly stored and i'm going to screw this up but i was listening to a a chemical expert describe it so like if you improperly store it it actually will start creating heat within itself so it will actually start getting hotter within itself because if like drying agents aren't used or something like that like it's like when you store wet hay bales together well so ammonium nitrate is what um timothy mcveigh used uh for his bombs for his terrorist attack Mm -hmm. that's how he created so you basically set up a huge bomb by improperly storing all this ammonium nitrate you're you're basically setting up like a situation to where if it does get induced any sort of heat at all this is a huge bomb yeah like this is a fucking cargo ship size bomb that's that's basically set up to be a time bomb and when you introduce heat from a local source boom well that's what fucking happens apparently there were six countries including beirut and uae who apparently got bombed i don't know we'll see i i don't i don't i have to do more research into it but um and i don't know how well i trust facebook's fact checking fuck facebook and their fact but um they they, there was videos my ass (laughs) videos circulating on facebook that um they switched i don't know how they did this Technology's wild, but they switched the videos of, of the explosion to thermal, and it looks like a missile came in to that explosion, and that's what set it off. Well, that's that's what an ammonium nitrate bomb would look like. Yeah, it well, looks they, like a fucking missile. When you blow, off. yeah. So it, I don't know. It was weird. They, it, you see a little white line just go down, oh, and then the well, then big that's explosion. A story. Um take this with many many grains of salt facebook's fact checking proved that that was a fake video i don't know where i would also need to research this i don't know where facebook gets and how they do their fact checking and what they fact check against to me i i don't we nobody's had a problem with lebanon for as long as i can remember no if anything it'd be iran right now right so i don't think anybody in the western world sent a missile into the harbor and the port of of of, uh, beirut to to blow up an ammonium nitrate like storage area that seems wildly implausible to me yeah um i i did however when i first saw the explosion think terrorists but terrorists i I don't know again more research on my part will be needed because i don't know if terrorists have any type of you know they didn't really have any type of of me uh uh mo to attack london other than like they're we're westerners um yeah so i don't think it was it wasn't a terrorist i don't think it was a terrorist either there's there's very little motive in this situation for anyone for it to, to be terrorists to or the yeah. or the western world so i, I don't there's believe, really nothing to gain there's nothing that. to gain from dropping a crater in beirut's port unless fucking kim jong-un is just flexing his nuts or something like yeah that's the, I only, know, the like, last time they tried situation to, i could think of the last time they tried can't to, even yeah the last time they tried even to get one off the coast yeah i was gonna say the last the one they tried ocean. to test it fucking failed miserably so yeah 
Uh, yeah, so, I don't know. I think it was just a very, very unfortunate accident. Dude, the, those fucking videos, though. There's that one lady on the BBC network. She, she got blown across the room. Interview. Dude, that, that first Shockwave. explosion hits, and she kind of starts looking around, and, and then, then it's just... like five seconds later, it's just... Yeah, like, so I saw the videos. Oh, the shockwave was insane, oh, um, and I saw that that explosion had the same explosive power as three kilotons of TNT, which is a fuck ton of TNT. Um, yeah, it measured also, on the Richter scale. Yeah, it, it measured 4.5 on the Richter scale, <laughs> which is a decently hefty earthquake. Funny, but, yeah. Um, also, just for reference... Three kilotons of TNT is about the same as a fifth of the power of the bomb that we dropped on Hiroshima. So, I mean, it was big. You can see it on the on the maps that they put out. You know, to the uh, it was... to the damage. Like there was obviously immediate and extensive damage at the explosion. Then you can watch. It was a blast, dude. You can watch the shockwave roll out, and it's blowing windows out as it goes. Cause shockwaves tend to do. It's a mushroom cloud. It was a tiny, it was a small mushroom cloud, for sure. Um, uh, They said there was damage out to to 15 miles away, given that shockwave, which is insane. But, yeah, um, we'll do, I can do some more research on that. We might touch on it uh, some more next week. But uh, have to start, like, a GoFundMe one of these days so we can donate to yeah cleanup efforts and stuff. Charities It's, like, my first thought is I'm, like, I just want to go out there and help yeah like these fucking poor people dude it's horrible but it's not good but yeah i think we'll leave you guys with that for this week um and we'll see you next sunday at whatever time we deem (laughs) seven eight probably go about seven eight next week before we get off i just want to one more time say thank you to the the new people that are engaging in the chat because that's that's really yeah, uh, that's cool. It's it makes us feel like what we're doing is is worthwhile. And exactly, are enjoying um, it. So. I'll I'll say thank you for Spaceman again for your raid at the beginning. Um, Amen. For bringing the people that were in your stream over here, uh, Marcus. Thank you for uh, following and hosting us, um, so that people on your stream, if they come while you're offline, saw at least a little bit uh, of us. And Poison Fantasy, thank you for following. Um, and I'm glad that you feel at home with this podcast and hopefully you, you come back, uh, next week and subsequent weeks after that. And, um, yeah, just said the poison in the chat. Welcome home. We're glad you're here. Indeed. Uh, and tell you guys, tell you, we'll set up a cop for you. (laughs) Bring, uh, tell your friends, tell you, your family, tell whoever you come across, um, that, you know, think they would enjoy, you know, if you think they would enjoy this or, or just, you know, think that they would benefit from the information we try and get out. But other than that, you guys have a safe week. Um, Be good to people. Be good to yourselves. Uh, Take care of yourselves. Take care of your mentals. And uh, be good. Like what Ben just said. Sorry, this is the last thing I'll say. Be good to yourselves. All right. I'm I'm the king of negative self-talk. And people say it all the time. There's nothing that anyone can say to me that I haven't already said to myself. And that's a dangerous and not a good place to live within. So be good to each other and 
absolutely be good to yourself as yep. well. And Phil, I didn't mean to blow you off, but uh, sorry. Thanks for thanks for coming in on the tail end, buddy. Um, but yeah, I'll uh, we'll see you guys next weekend, Sunday night. Um, until then, like I said, be safe and be good to yourselves and be good to others. And we'll see you next week. All right, guys. All right, bye. Love you guys.